It's time now for a pond further review with your host Josh Dorman here on WJQS The Fan. And we welcome you in another Monday night here in studio for a pond further review. We appreciate you joining us. It's 106.3 FM, 1400 AM. WJQSTheFan.com, Facebook, WJQSTheFan, uh, as well as the iHeartRadio app, Radio.com, your TuneIn Radio app, and wherever else you may be joining us uh, on this Monday night to start your week. Uh, we join you every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m., and uh, thank you for uh, continuing to listen to our show. We've had some numbers out here recently that have shown that uh, uh, the local programming that's being put forth on this station is is enjoyable to our uh, to our listeners, and so we thank you for uh, tuning in and uh, taking part in what we're doing. Um, it's going to be a a big week. Uh, it was a big weekend and uh, a lot going on. And 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 part of what makes it big for us is uh, normally the judge joins us uh, for the last two segments of each show, but tonight we have him for the entire show. And so, uh, Judge, how are we today? Judge, you there? Well, we've got a little technical difficulty. We'll try to get the judge on with us, but uh, uh, he is going to join us throughout the show this evening, and uh, we're going to talk about, there's a lot going on. Uh, We're going to talk some high school sports. We've crowned some state championships uh, in the last uh, 48 hours. We're going to talk um, uh, some high school softball, or currently the MAIS, uh, they crowned softball champions and uh, we've got the soccer state championships going on, uh, actually concluding uh, as uh, as this show is airing. And uh, and so there's there's a significant amount in the MIS. You've got basketball coming up. Obviously, we're in the in the uh, the midst of football. Some big time games to to review for you from last weekend in the high school ranks. Uh, volleyball championships are coming up. The MAIS uh, is coming up this week. The MHSA uh, still a couple weeks out, but. Just a significant amount going on in the world of high school sports. Uh, and then we also obviously had a massive college football weekend uh, along with a, uh, a big NFL weekend. You've got the Major League Baseball playoffs, and so there's a significant amount uh, going on in the world of sports. Uh, so I'm told now that we do have the judge with us. Judge, you there? Yes, I am. Thanks. I uh, had a little disconnect, but uh, I'm here with you. Hey, fantastic. Well, it's great to welcome the judge in to join us uh, for the entire show uh, this evening. And uh, we thank him for joining us, taking the time out of his busy day to uh, to to just talk all things sports with us. And uh, Bill, we got to we got to ask how your weekend was. Uh, pretty good. Watched a lot of football. Yeah. So yeah. there when uh, when I was yesterday, uh, so was watching the Saints. There you go. There you go. <laughs> watching them maybe try to lose another game. But, uh, they came back. Yep, yep. They pulled that one out. Yep. Uh, and uh, Judge, how about you? How was the weekend? Uh, it was great. I tell you, there were lots of uh, lots of curves thrown during the week, especially in college football. But yeah, yeah, it was great. We're in full swing. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, there's 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 a lot going on. Uh, in the world of sports right now, and we're going to uh, to try to get to it all. But as we do in the first segments uh, here on this show, we'll talk a little high school sports. And and before I get into it on this end, 
Um, talk about the differences over there. And obviously, the judge uh, does uh, public addressing, uh, the public announcing for a school in the Valley, in the Phoenix area. And uh, one of the advantages of this show is 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 we have the ability to kind of understand what other places do. Uh, so what we've got right now in our area is we have the Independent School Association that, that just crowned softball state champions, which we'll recognize uh, here later in the show. They will be having, uh, in fact, they've just crowned uh, uh, the soccer state championships today uh, as well in the MAIS. Volleyball for the Independent School Association will play their championships this week. The Public School Association in a couple weeks. Um, and so there's this. the fall is a very, very busy time. You've had swim meets. You've had a lot going on. Is it is it similar there in the Valley? Oh, yeah. We're a couple of weeks behind you there in terms of our uh, our playoffs for our fall sports. Uh, we start uh, probably right around the 1st of September with our schools in the fall. So we're, we're a couple of weeks away, but things are uh, taking shape in terms of the top schools. And uh, like you said, it's a busy time uh, ready for our winter sports to get started as well uh like i said a couple weeks behind but uh we got some great talent here in the valley and uh goes all over the country uh spencer rattler for example he came out of here he's having a little bit of a tough road right now isn't he yeah that was a big decision by riley and one that paid off as uh as oklahoma is able to upend uh texas in a game that really texas controlled for the majority of the game but uh oklahoma to their credit and 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 how about the way that ended? Was that, uh, you know, we, you saw the field goal kicker, and we're we're kind of jumping around here, but but we got to talk about it. The field goal kicker from Texas and A and M that drills that last second field goal, and I I watched the video of his family and their response. This poor mom, her her eyes were closed the entire time. His wife is over there, just I mean, absolutely jumping for joy. She jumped the rail uh, to be one of the first ones on the field with the as the field was rushed, but. But in that Oklahoma-Texas game, it's almost like Texas made the decision that, hey, they're just going to kneel it down or or run it into the tackles and, 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 and kick the field goal, and they break off a, a 30, 35-yard touchdown run to end it. Yeah, that, that what, what a, uh, a great game. And that rivalry is just the last, uh, you know, seven years or so uh, since Jimbo got back. Uh, A&M is really uh, – trying to assume a position in the SEC. And, of course, uh, that win over Alabama is definitely going to put them up there. They had a rough start to the year. But talk about jumping. Oh, Jimbo Fisher, he was trying to jump, wasn't he? Boy, I tell you. And, and you know, he called it the first the first assistant coach to beat that, that comes from the Nick Saban tree to beat Nick Saban in 25 tries. And, and think about the coaches that have come from the Saban tree. Uh, you, you know, obviously, Sarkeesian just off of that tree. We'll see if they ever match up. Uh, you obviously have uh, Lane Kiffin that's now at Ole Miss. You have, um, obviously, Jimbo. Uh, th- there's been significant coaching talent that's come out from under Nick Saban, and this is the first time that a Saban assistant has been able to beat him. You know, I got to give credit to the announcer. Early in the ball game, uh, I heard him say, "Yeah, Nick, he's won 24 in a row against his former coaches." And I, I said to myself, "You know, the odds are building up against him. Of course, you got to win it on the field." But uh, 
I just had a feeling when he said that, uh, said, wow, you know, he kind of threw the mojo on Nick. And, uh, of course, uh, A&M had to win it on the field, and it was a, a great, great ball game. Yeah, without question, without a doubt. Uh, a fun, fun ball game, fun experience to watch uh, as um, uh, as A&M upset the number one team. And you had a, you had a big-time shuffle in the top 25 uh, as Georgia is now the number one team. You had Cincinnati move up. Um, you had uh, – who moved into that number two spot? Um, oh, shoot. Was it Cincinnati that moved to number two? And uh, and then you had Oklahoma move in there along with um, – I'll have to get them pulled up, and we'll, we'll go over that. We'll review that uh, later in the show. But, yeah, it, it's an exciting weekend. And, and uh, you know, something that, that, that uh, was exciting for you, Judge, is, is, you know, obviously as part of this show – we picked the dirty dozen, and we'll do that uh, later in the day. But, uh, but, but, Judge, you had yourself a week uh, this last week as as you went um, looking through my notes here. Let's see here what the judge did. You had a great week. You went over six. Yeah, got my nose above water. You went six five and one. I was underwater at five six and one. Bill was three eight and one. And uh, and believe it or not, my Joey, he, he had a 7-4-1. and one. So uh, we're going to come back with more with the judge. And uh, we're going to talk all things high school sports. We'll talk some NFL, some college football, among other things. So don't go anywhere. More upon further review coming up right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. We appreciate you joining us. Want to mention a couple things. First, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Uh, live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. Also, want to mention Randy Watkins Golf uh, Group. RandyWatkinsGolf.com. They have Patrick Farms. Uh, they have Whisper Lake. They have Lake Caroline, uh, where I played this past weekend. Uh, and uh, it is a, a great trio of courses. They do a great job putting on events for members as well as non-members. Uh, lots of tournament action going on out there. And uh, so that's RandyWatkinsGolf.com. And as you know, we welcome in Randy Watkins um, every uh, the first Monday of every month from 6 to 7 p.m. He joined us to preview the last uh, Monday of September uh, to preview the Sanderson Farms and also give us a uh, an update on or, or kind of a, a, a synopsis of the Ryder Cup. And so it's always fun to have Randy with us. And today uh, we, we are joined for the entire show by the judge from the Valley and uh, certainly uh, welcome him in with us all uh, all show and excited, uh, you know, once again to have him for the entire show uh, instead of just the last two segments. And uh, I'm reading through here uh on the uh, the websites here, as we talk about a little bit about high school sports, and I'm, I'm trying to differentiate between the two 
uh, the two states. But for instance, right now, the the MAIS, which is our independent school association, their volleyball championships are coming up this Wednesday and Thursday. Those will be played at Mississippi College. A.E. Wood Coliseum and also our, our dear friend and mentor, Mike Jones Court, uh, former athletic director uh, there at and basketball coach, longtime basketball coach and athletic director at Mississippi College. Uh, also, you've got uh, softball completed, and I want to give a shout out to Hartfield Academy. Uh, Hartfield won the 6A uh, Girls Fast Pitch Softball State Championship, defeating Park Lane Academy in the game three of a three game series on Saturday. So Park Lane won game one at Park Lane. Uh, Hartfield came back on Thursday and took game two at Hartfield, and then Hartfield traveled to um, uh, Park Lane Academy on Saturday to win game three and win that state championship, and that's big because this is Hartfield's first uh, first run in 6A in the MAIS, and so they've transitioned very well. They played in the uh, Division One soccer semifinals uh, last Thursday as well, being defeated by Jackson Academy two to one. Jackson Prep defeated MRA three to one, and so uh, that is your uh, championship. And we'll get those uh, those uh, winners to you uh, probably via uh, Twitter. If you'll uh, go to upon underscore sports, we'll make sure we tweet out the winners of those. But that Jackson Prep Jackson Academy contest uh, will be for all the marbles there in six A girls soccer uh, mentioned volleyball you also uh, had softball just completed footballs on their uh, final descent as uh, they move into three games left in the regular season what's it like over there in the valley with regards to football where are they in their season and uh and and when do they traditionally finish up their uh their uh seasons their regular seasons in the valley you know, Josh, with our weather uh, pattern here, we are on a little different schedule than you guys. Uh, we are a mecca for, uh, you know, uh, fall uh, fall baseball, for example, for the uh, major league. We have the rookie leagues out here. So, you know, it's really a year-round uh, sporting season for us here. Uh, you know, we uh, try to go indoors uh, during July and August, a little bit warm. But uh, I think because of that, we have our uh, – our soccer and our uh, softball seasons in the uh, winter and spring, respectively. So, uh, you know, we'll ramp up. We have a winter uh, soccer season for both uh, boys and girls. And then our our softball season uh, goes in conjunction in the spring with our baseball season. So we typically have, you know, boys and girls uh, playing in conjunction uh, at, at the same time. Uh, helps with transportation and that that thing. We're kind of spread out here in the desert, so you know when you uh, when you go up and you play, uh, especially the smaller schools up on the Indian reservations. You know it it can be a a four hour uh, one way trip up there. So uh, you know we're on a little different schedule, uh, and uh, we'll be getting kicking off the the winter season here in a, here in a couple of weeks. So so it sounds like yours mirrors. Uh, with with you know with respect to how the uh, the 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 seasons run the MHSA here uh, they they play girls and boys soccer during the winter uh, whereas the MAIS plays girls soccer during the fall boys soccer during the winter uh, the MAIS plays fall uh, fast pitch softball the MHSA plays spring fast pitch softball so their schedule uh, seems to probably mirror yours a little bit. 
uh, a little reflect yours a little bit uh, more there with the schools out there and uh, and uh, and what you guys are doing. And certainly, we don't generally see 115 to 120. Uh, so, <laughs> going indoors in July and August makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, that's that's the only way to roll. And uh, thank goodness for the uh, air conditioning technology. Uh, otherwise, we'd still be you know a couple of. Uh, ground squirrel holes out here in the desert but uh, <laughs> we have about five million now here in the phoenix area so uh we're, we're chasing i think the top five in the country in terms of the size of the city so uh we we got a lot of talent a lot of it unfortunately is heading out of state uh with our uh collegiate uh recruiting and uh you know hopefully that uh, arizona state uh, i'm not so concerned about u of a <laughs> but uh <laughs> Anyway, we hope that we can start bringing in some of this in-state talent, and uh, that will depend on if Herm Edwards survives or not. So, well, I tell yeah, you, he's, he's doing well on the field, though. Right now, he is. It's uh, he's he's done a good job. A big win this last weekend over Stanford, a Stanford team that had upset UCLA in the prior uh, week or two. I'm trying to remember, and, and they played Oregon close, or maybe even upset them as well. Uh, but um, that was a big win for. Uh, the Sun Devils. I had mentioned the top twenty-five, and I wanted to make sure I got this correct. Georgia's now one, uh, deservedly so. Iowa two. That'll be interesting to pay attention to. Cincinnati three, and Oklahoma with their win over Texas moves to four. Alabama dropped down to five uh, with their loss uh, to Texas A&M. Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan round out the top eight now what will be interesting is does a does a uh one loss sec team like in alabama uh end up jumping um you know some other teams from from another conference and that'll be interesting to pay attention to because i would contend that if alabama goes on to win uh probably gonna have to beat georgia in the sec championship game if they go on and win that and they're a one loss out of the sec i don't see how they don't jump in oklahoma cincinnati or iowa uh, to to get up into one of those top four spots, but that that'll be there'll be a lot uh, a lot of conversation surrounding that uh, Texas A and M who beat Alabama and was three and two uh, is has jumped in at number twenty one now. Uh, so uh, big big win for them uh, there in College Station over number one ranked Alabama. Another team to pay attention to is Kentucky, and these are things that we'll continue to talk about as uh, as we move throughout the show. I do want to mention to you on this show. Uh, I mean, on this station, daily from 6 to 8 a.m., don't miss out on Mississippi Sports This Morning with Doug Colson and Mark Alexander. Uh, they are on this station, WJQSTheFan.com, uh, uh, 1400 a.m., 106.3 FM. Uh, make sure you check those guys out. Uh, you also have Brandon High School uh, football on Friday nights that's here on 106.3 FM, as well as Alabama football, the aforementioned Alabama, that's on Saturdays. And then you have the JB and Como uh, show Tuesday nights from 5 to 6. And uh, so make sure you tune in here to 106.3 FM for those contests. You also have the, the Sports USA Network that broadcasts two NFL games, back-to-back NFL games that begin Sunday mornings at 11.30. So there's a lot going on here at 106.3 FM. Also a lot going on on 105.9 FM, our sister station, the ESPN station. A lot of great local programming, so uh, don't miss out on either of those. And uh, make sure you stay tuned in throughout the day. That's going to do it for this segment. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this.
Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. And we welcome you back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are joined by the judge uh, for the entirety of the show tonight. And we also have Bill on the board. And uh, we are having a lot of fun. And we appreciate you joining us. 106.3 FM, 1400 AM or WJQSTheFan.com. Um, also want to encourage you to check us out on Twitter, upon underscore sports. Uh, we are going to get a little bit more active there as uh, we continue to go along. So uh, tune in there for uh, all the things going on with uh, with the show. And uh, also check out the Facebook page, WJQS the Fan uh, on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a mention, uh, and uh, listen, give us, a, give us some comments, whatever uh, you want to uh, banter back and forth about. We'd be happy to do so. Uh, so let's talk some college football. Obviously, uh, it was a it, it was a, a a massive story of the weekend. Uh, some incredible games that took place. Uh, and uh, it, Judge, what was the the game uh, or situation that most surprised you in what was a very busy college football weekend? Well, I I tell you, I I think that the Big Ten is somewhat of the surprise. Uh, having that many, uh, you know, that many contenders at this point in the season, uh, you know, uh, people have kind of put Ohio State in the back seat. They didn't make the uh, the top five, but here you got some uh, mid majors like uh, Cincinnati and BYU that are are perched and waiting to try to get into the playoff this year, and with some of the top uh, the big Power Five uh, teams having already lost. Uh, Oklahoma still looking shaky. I mean, it was a great game against Texas, a uh, historical game. But, uh, you know, uh, we've got some guys knocking on the door to get into that top five that aren't uh, aren't traditionally there. So it's it's totally up in the air in terms of the college, uh, you know, the power rankings and, and the uh, the early polls. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a free-for-all this year and maybe going to edge the talk more toward an 18 playoff. You've got Iowa sitting at number two, uh, who beat Penn State by a field goal, and uh, and I know you're a huge fan of of, of James Franklin, um, and uh, and what he's <laughs> you know he he just confirms every time if it's within a, a one touchdown. Oh, James, he's uh, he's on shaky ground there. I tell you, I tell you, it was a field goal. Uh, Iowa won that one. Cincinnati obviously moves up, and they've they've been primed for a seat at the table here uh, for 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 you know at least a couple of years. They've been asking for that. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma's defense stands up. Here's what's interesting to me: you have four undefeated teams, then you have three win loss teams that are ranked ahead of a undefeated Michigan. What does that tell us about the overall viewpoint of Michigan? Both in the eyes of the voters for uh, for the top twenty five, but also just in general in what Harbaugh is able to do over there for the Wolverines. You know, uh, he was you know he was on call this year, and him and Franklin. I'm frankly surprised they they both uh, got resigned. But uh, you know, he's uh, he's going with a lot of uh, little known, you know, a little bit less than the 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 blue chip, the five-star recruits. So, uh, you know, I'm a little surprised that they've, uh, that they've come back to this point, but of course he's got to get the grill off his back and that's to finally beat Ohio state this year. 
Yeah, and then following him, you've got a one-loss Oregon team, and then you have three more undefeated teams. You have one from the Big 12, one from the SEC, and one and another one from the Big 10. So you've got Michigan State at 10, Kentucky at 11, and Oklahoma State at 12. And so there's a lot to shake out here. Um, another interesting one, and one of the hottest coaches uh, from uh, last year uh, over at Coastal Carolina, they're now at number 15, uh, and a surprising Wake Forest team's undefeated as well at 16. Your Arizona State Sun Devils come in at 18, uh, and then, the, like I mentioned, Texas A&M at 21 after uh, their big-time victory over uh, over Alabama this past weekend. Here's what's interesting to me. I think that Georgia is clearly the number one team. It, 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 it Right now, defensively, they are so good, uh, and offensively, they're getting enough done that uh, that that they are clearly the number one team. I'm going to be out honest with you. I think anywhere from two to uh, to twelve could shake out uh, up into that playoff, and I would love to have seen an eight team playoff this year, seeing the parity that exists there within the top ten. What about you? Oh, absolutely. This would have been a prime year to. Uh institute something like that or see it play out. Uh, you know, uh, I think that this is also maybe a, 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 a bellwether year for opening it up a little bit. As you're talking about who's the number one team this week, it's, it's pretty fluid this year. Uh, and, and now you're talking about, you know, the first uh, 12 teams that might have a legitimate shot uh, in a playoff. So, I think many years we've been, you know, the top two, maybe three and four, but uh, this year we're seeing the parity, and I think it's uh, interesting that not all of those are the power five, and if we go into our, uh, you know, the new direction that we think the NCAA and college football is going, some of those schools could be left out in the, you know, in the shakedown when the, uh, when the, the power conferences or the super conferences finally take shape. One one uh, one team that I am uh, a little bit glad is not in the mix at this point is Notre Dame. They have a history of finding themselves at the table and then absolutely getting blown out. And so it'll be good to see some flesh, uh, some fresh blood uh, come in potentially and see what they can do. I mean, I you know I love seeing the fact that in Iowa, Cincinnati, uh, you know even even Franklin of Penn State, uh, you've got Michigan up there. So it's a fun year in in seeing what could happen. Uh, as time rolls along in college football, uh, it doesn't seem like you have everything already established. There's still some big games. You mentioned uh, Michigan, Ohio State. What's what's going to happen there? Uh, obviously, in the SEC, you've just you've still got uh, a brutal gauntlet for all of those teams to walk through. And then, hey, by the way, if you're a one-loss SEC team, uh, you know you could be going up against a Georgia, where potentially uh, would 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 they drop Georgia all the way out if the only game they lose is number is the is the SEC championship. Uh so there's a lot of factors that will uh that will come out as the season goes along, but it's why college football is is so uh amazing and it's why you have stadiums with 80, 90,000 people packed right now. It's why the scenes like you saw at Texas A&M uh, are so special because 
uh, it's been a long year for a lot of people, but there's a lot of uh, of fun things that are taking place and a lot of positive energy working its way through. And that moves us uh, to what we'll talk about in the next segment, and that is picking our dirty dozen. Uh, as uh, you know, we 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 come off a uh, I'm coming off a five six and one week. Uh, Bill's coming off of a three eight and one week, and uh, the judge is coming off a six five and one. Uh, and so our standings currently overall, it could not be any tighter as the judge has taken a game lead uh, with a 24-22-1 mark, Bill's at 23-23-1, and and I'm at 23-23-1 with 12 games to pick this week. You won't want to miss that. We do want to also remind you that when we pick these contests, it is for entertainment purposes only. Please do not take your uh, – your uh, money to a casino or to a betting establishment in hopes that you will win based upon our picks. Uh, that is not what we're doing this for. It's for entertainment purposes only. Uh, but uh, there are some big matchups coming up this week as well. Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, your uh, admonition on the gambling, I mean, here here I am uh, and here, we, here you are. We're, we uh, live in the sports world every day. And our noses are barely above 500, so you know it's it's not made for winners. It's made for uh, interest, I think. And uh, you know, I'm not I'm not playing uh, them or the ponies right now, and really I don't. Uh, but it just goes to show how how much of a gauntlet it is to uh, to beat those guys in Vegas. And uh, you know, it's for entertainment purposes only, right, Josh? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We've got more upon further review coming back up. The judge. Bill, myself, will be back with you right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, joined by the judge and Bill on the board as we have another night spent with you from 6 to 8 p.m. as we do every Monday night. And we appreciate you joining us. We do want to mention Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue, www.bc bsms.com and we're talking a little bit of college football now uh kind of previewed uh, or uh, had the week in review uh in college football last weekend covered a little bit of the top 25 and now we're going to move to uh, our dirty dozen picks of the week and we've got 12 games picked uh again entertainment purposes only and this is a closed contest so as these weeks go along it's getting tighter and tighter uh between the three of us and and there's there there's some uh uh, there's some pride at stake here, so we're going to have to make sure that uh, that we've got our, our our best in store. Not to mention Joey, my 12 year old, beat us all last week with a record of seven four and one on these games, uh, and he actually picks those games first traditionally, and uh, so he doesn't he doesn't get to the, the, the to look at our picks. But um, anyway, we're going to move and do the dirty dozen. So uh, let's start out. Uh, we're going to start out with Kentucky at Georgia, Bill, and Georgia's giving up. 22 
uh, on this one. Kentucky at Georgia. Who you got? Georgia. He is going with the number one team in the country, Georgia. All right, Judge, we've got uh, Kentucky at Georgia. Georgia giving up 22. Who you got? Hey, you know, it's an in-conference affair, and the, the Wildcats are known for basketball. But uh, I tell you what, if I can't hang uh, within 22, then uh, they don't belong in the unbeaten. So I'm going to take the Wildcats. Uh, and Georgia, you know, they've been known, uh, they've been hanging their hat on their defensive uh side of the ball so i'm thinking that kentucky's going to stay within uh three plus touchdowns you mentioned two set teams both standing at six and oh uh and and kentucky has really been one of the surprise uh teams uh georgia has played a a very difficult early part uh, of their schedule but kentucky has stayed right with them i'm going georgia though and here's why uh Teams like Kentucky, generally speaking, about mid-year, depth becomes an issue, uh, potential injuries. And so, you know, I think even though it's a big spread, the, the minus 22 uh, with Georgia not being able to score really does uh, give me some pause. But I'm going Georgia in this one as a newly minted number one team in the country. That takes us to, uh, to the Big 12, where we've got an undefeated Oklahoma State team that came into the rankings uh, this week at number 12, uh, going to uh, Texas, who lost a heartbreaker to Oklahoma. Uh, and Texas is giving up five and a half here at home to the number 12 team in the country. Bill, who you got? I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Okay. On that one, yeah. Bill's got Oklahoma State. He's taking the points on the road. Judge, who you got? You know, Oklahoma State, uh, I don't think they have a mail address in the top 10. So they typically get there about halfway through the season, like you said, and and then a fade once they hit the the meat of their schedule. So I, I got to go uh, with uh, Texas, and uh, you know they they stood up for me last week, and I think uh, Sark's got them on the right path. Yeah, I agree. Offensive offensively, uh, Texas is rolling. This one will be at home, although Texas does have a history of kind of stumbling at home a little bit. And uh, and these games playing tight. Oklahoma State is the number twelve team in the country, but uh, but they do have a history of 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 kind of laying an egg in these types of situations. And I'm a Longhorns guy. I have a Longhorn tire cover on my Jeep. I can't go against the Longhorns, so I'm going Longhorns, giving up the five and a half in that one. We're going to Starkville, Mississippi, right up the road. Alabama at Mississippi State, and uh, the number five team now, Alabama, giving up seventeen points on the road to Mississippi State. Who, Bill, who you got? Uh, I think Alabama's going to take some revenge out on Mississippi State. Probably Alabama. Alabama. Judge, who you rocking? Oh, yeah. I think Alabama sticks uh, a half a century on them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Nick in the, in the uh, rebound game. Saban's record in uh, in games after losing is, is phenomenal. Uh, he also has a, a history of of being a great motivator during that week. And so I think the uh, the Bulldogs, unfortunately, are going to run up against an absolute juggernaut, and uh, and that offense is going to carry the day. Uh, I'm going Alabama on that one as well. We're going to go to Tennessee now, where the Rebels of Ole Miss, uh, coming off of a, a big win, which, you know, that's something we haven't even talked about. Uh, you know, Pittman and Arkansas going for two instead of kicking the field goal to tie it. I actually like the call. Uh, it was his best chance to probably win it at that point. 
Uh, Matt Corral is uh, one of the top five quarterbacks in the country, if not in the top two or three. Uh, so Ole Miss gives up three points, and they go to Tennessee. Uh, Bill, who you got? I got the Rebels. Going with the Rebels. Yeah. Judge. Oh, yeah. You know, the Volunteers are making a move this year, but uh, I think they've stalled here. I think uh, Ole Miss is going to get a little payback this week. Yeah, this one's on the road. Uh, you know, only giving up three points, though, in explosive offense. Uh, I've got Ole Miss in that one as well. Now we're going to go out to the Valley uh, as uh, the Sun Devils of Arizona State, coming off of a big win this past weekend, uh, are giving up one point going to Utah, who had a big win against Southern Cal uh, over the weekend. So uh, Arizona State Sun Devils at Utah Arizona State's giving up one point. Bill, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Arizona State on that one. Okay. The judge will yeah. like that. <laughs> judge, who oh, you got? Without, without a doubt. I mean, he, he recognizes the uh, the ground game, I believe, that the Devils, uh, you know, they just got Chip Trainum coming out of Ohio uh, High School, and he's the power guy, and Rashad White's the, uh, the lightning guy. So, uh, yeah, I think with our rushing attack finally really – Taking uh, full shape, I think the Devils are going to roll them. Arizona State is giving up one point. I'm going Arizona State as well, even though Utah is coming off of a big win uh, against Southern Cal. I, I think that uh, a a Arizona State can win by more than one point uh, to pull that one out. BYU making their entrance into the top 25, standing at number 19, travels to Baylor. Uh, Baylor gives up four and a half points on this one. Uh, and, uh, Bill, who you got in that one? I think I'm going to go with BYU on that one. Bill's going BYU. Judge, who you got? You know, you know, Baylor, uh, they stood up for me last week, uh, but, uh, I, I do believe that the BYU's got the goods and, uh, you know, they're going to be pushing Cincinnati for those non-power five spots, uh, that one spot in the playoffs. So yeah, I think BYU rolls here. BYU taking it, uh, taking it uh, according to Bill and Judge. I'm going to go the opposite direction in here. And, uh, you know, when you go to Waco, Texas, wacko things can happen. And so I'm going with Baylor on this one, giving up four and a half, but at home uh, they can be explosive. So I'm going Baylor uh, on that particular game. Next up, we've got Michigan State. Michigan State coming in at number 10, also undefeated at 6-0, and and they are traveling to Indiana. Indiana's a team that has a lot of energy behind Coach Allen. Uh, haven't really been able to get a lot of traction. Michigan State is giving up three and a half points in that one. Bill, who you got? I got to go with Sparty. Going with the Sparties. Judge, who you got in that one? You know, I uh, <clears throat> I think BYU, I mean, pardon me, pardon me, I think Michigan State has had some close wins. Uh, now they're getting into the, the real meat of the schedule. So uh, I got to go the other way uh, on this one. And so I'm going to leave Sparty for Bill on this one. Uh, he's leaving Sparty for Bill, and he's going with the Hoosiers. Uh, just a terrific basketball uh, 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 history there, but uh, also building in football. I'm going to go with Michigan State. Uh, the Spartys have a tendency to let me down here, but uh, I've got to ride Michigan State on this one. Uh, I think they've got uh, they've got the opportunity to overcome that three and a half points. We've got more of our dirty dozen uh, pick 'em in college football, as well as talk some NFL playoffs. Uh, excuse me, the NFL regular season, some Major League Baseball playoffs, and don't forget we've got the coaches challenge 
The judge is going to throw the flag and give us his good call, bad call of the week as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. And we welcome you back in to Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Norman, and uh, we are uh, moving right along here on a Monday night. We are here every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. here on 106.3 FM, 1400 a.m., WJQSTheFan.com, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you joining us once again. We are in hour number two of the show as the show is flying by, and we are uh, in the middle of our dirty dozen picks for the week uh, as uh, we've picked seven so far, and we will uh, finish out the remainder and our college football segment uh, here in this segment. So we're going to go now to uh, Texas A&M at Missouri Texas A&M comes in ranked 21st after they defeated Alabama uh, on a just an amazing uh, contest this last weekend. Uh, Texas A&M is giving up nine points to Missouri. That game is at Missouri. Bill, who you got? I got the Aggies in that one. Going with the Aggies. Mm-hmm. Judge, who you got? You know, I think A&M, they stopped their slide last week. But, you know, you have to have the talent to play. Uh, 60 minutes in the SEC, so I'm going to roll with A&M. I think they uh, reassumed their spot in terms of having big time, big time program there. Yeah, it's on the road, and you have the proverbial potential for letdown uh, after you just defeat the number one team, and uh, so you you could get a little sloppy there. Um, but I don't think the nine point spread scares me too much, so I'm going with uh, the Aggies as well. They win by ten or more and take care of business there. We go to the number three team in the country as UCF. Uh, what probably was uh, was 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 going to be billed as a big-time matchup uh, prior to the season with expectations uh, due to injuries. UCF is, uh, is on the struggle bus a little bit. They travel to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's giving up 20 points in this one. Bill, who you got? I got Cincinnati in that one like the Bearcats. Going with the Bearcats. All right, Judge, who you rocking? You know, uh, the Bearcats, they still got the goose egg on the backside of the record. But, uh, you know, I think UCF, uh, after a slow start, I think they're going to hang within that three touchdowns. So I'm going I'm going to Central Florida. Going Central Florida. Cincinnati's defense is just tough. The Cincinnati, you know, they, they, they can struggle to score a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, depending on the opponent, obviously. But, but their defense is 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 really good right now. Uh, you know, giving up only thirteen to Notre Dame earlier in the year. Uh, they defeated Temple fifty-two to three this past weekend. Uh, so I I think that at the end of the day, Cincinnati covers this and uh, and and wins by uh, three touchdowns or more. Uh, we're going to the greatest weather presently. This is the greatest <laughs> weather game as San Diego State is going to San Jose State. Uh, both climates probably somewhere in the what mid seventies, uh, pretty much year round. Uh, beautiful weather, so we've got to pick this game. Also, San Diego State 
uh, has entered the top 25, I believe. Uh, and so, you know, we're going to go with San Diego State, uh, who is standing at number 24 and undefeated, travels to San Jose State, uh, and San Diego State's giving up eight points in that one. Bill, who you got? Well, I got to tell you, between the two, San Diego has the better weather. And they also have the better team. I'm going to go with San Diego State. Ah, two betters there I for I used Bill. to live there, so I know. In San Diego? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, now, San Diego is how far from San Jose? Well, it's a good way. San Jose's up closer to the middle of the state. So, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, All right. San Diego's very uh, the southernmost. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, Judge, who are you rocking? You know, I'm, I think I need to go see this one in person. Uh, there you go. <laughs> it's still a little warm here in the desert. We're only about, you know, five hours from San Diego uh, by the drive. And uh, so I got to roll with Bill. I, I like the weather better in San Diego State, and I like the football team better. So we're going to we're gonna go down there uh, uh, with the uh, – the San Diego guys. Aztecs. Rolling the Aztecs. Before, so I forgot their team name real quick. They the Aztecs. Are, uh, help me out, Bill. The Aztecs. They're not the Gauchos. They're uh, Aztecs. Aztecs. That's it. The Aztecs. That's, That's it. The hey, and, so, yeah, and, and, and here's San Diego State, and uh, I think they're the class of that of that matchup. And and here's a here's a bit of trivia for you. Speaking of the Aztecs, what current NBA superstar was an Aztec? Sure, I got that one, of course. You got yeah. it? Who you got? It's, it's the, the king of uh, load management, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> load management himself, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. That is correct. All right, let's go back to the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma coming off of a big win um, it, against Texas, welcomes in TCU. Uh, so that one's at Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's giving up 12 points. Bill, who you got? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Oklahoma on there. Going Oklahoma? Yeah. All right. Judge, who you got? You know, I'm going to have to go with that team with the Heisman favorite. Uh, oh, it's the new quarterback, not Rattler now this week. So, <laughs> hey, that, that guy had a heck of a game, didn't he, stepping in? Boy, he did. Uh, for the Sooners. And so, yeah, you know, I, I think that they are superior in terms of their overall talent. Most of them are not on defense, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Sooners. Yeah, I think the Sooners win. Uh, I think TCU actually covers this, though. I think the Sooners win by 10. TCU covers, so I'm taking TCU in that one. Finally, we've got uh, NC State at Boston College. NC State giving up two points in that one. Um, NC State comes in at 4-1. and one. Uh, the number 22-ranked team in the country, and they go on the road to Boston College. Bill, who do you have in that one? I like uh, NC State in that one. NC State. Judge, who you got? You know, this would be a chance for me to, you know, state, get my nose above Bill there. But, uh, you know, if I pick Boston College, I might pick up the uh, half game on him. But uh, I got to go NC State here. Yeah. I think they've been uh, – pretty impressive and you know a couple of their outings so yeah i'm gonna go with the wolf pack yeah and with the spread not being uh it's just, it's just a very small spread at giving up two it's almost a toss-up uh you win by a field goal or more you win it i've got nc state in that one as well and that will uh that will do it for our dirty dozen uh for this week and uh, certainly a lot of fun just to remind everybody entertainment purposes only bill currently stands at 23 23 and one the judge is currently in the lead at 24 22 and one and i am at 23 23 
and one as well. Uh, so it's a very, very close contest at this point in uh, when it comes to uh, our Dirty Dozen pick them. When we come back, uh, we've got some NFL, a lot of NFL, you know, and, and look, I don't want to give it away, but there's a certain team in the Valley that uh, that is currently undefeated, uh, and I'm sure the judge is excited about that. Uh, we'll also talk in a couple segments with regards to MLB playoffs uh, as those are currently in the mix, and there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Did you see Kyle Schwarber? Uh, he made an error previously, <laughs> and so last night he makes a routine play, uh, gets it to first base, tips his cap, uh, ra- throws his hands up, uh, you know, it just just a lot of fun and a great moment for those playoffs. Did y'all see that? I, I didn't see it. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. No. It yeah, was, you know, I, I missed it too. I guess I might have to go to our playoff ratings, but uh, no, but Schwarber, you know, he's got a little bit of that puppy blood in him still, and he yeah. likes to have fun. So, oh, there's uh, no doubt. Good, good, good on him. Well, and Vasquez walked it off for the Red Sox in the 13th, uh, and that was obviously – uh, you know, a lot of fun as as uh, as uh, Boston Boston wins that one last night, uh, and Chicago beat Houston. And we'll give you all the updates on the upcoming games, uh, what's going on, who leads what series, uh, and uh, and all the things happening in Major League Baseball as well. So you don't want to go anywhere. Coming up, we've got some NFL football conversation uh, as well as some Major League Baseball playoffs, and then we will have the judge throw his flag and give us his good call, bad call of the week. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review coming up right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. And we welcome you back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, and we are welcome, uh, excuse me, we're joined uh, all show uh, this evening by the judge from the Valley, as well as Bill on the board. And we just got through uh, picking our Dirty Dozen college football picks and have a lot of fun with that now let's turn our attention to the nfl and uh and judge i got to start over there with you in the valley how about those arizona cardinals wow you know uh, <clears throat> nobody i don't believe had them uh starting out of the gate this quickly and uh, i tell you some of those off-season moves i gotta tip my cap to the uh the gm but steve time i'm you know i'm on him a good part of the time but uh, they really brought in and enhanced their talent level with experience this year. You got a J.J. Watt. You got a uh, A.J. Green on the other side uh, showing, you know, both of them are coming in and playing and staying healthy. So, uh, yeah, I believe they're a real contender. And I, I don't expect to see the fade that we saw last year uh, out of the Cardinals. 
Yeah, they they uh they beat the um 49ers 17 to 10. Trey Lance had to play in that one. Uh he actually had 16 carries for 89 yards on the rushing side and I taught I saw him take an absolute shot trying to get into the end zone. Uh but uh 17-10 for the Cardinals to stay undefeated. Um what about the game last night? Uh the Bills and the Chiefs are, are you surprised? by the, the Chiefs' struggles and and, uh, and what's going on up there in Kansas City because the Bills absolutely shellacked them. You know, if you look at the uh, the Chiefs' trajectory over the last, uh, let's say, you know, season and a half, uh, their, their spread in the games that they won, you know, they, they were winning uh, two or three years ago by an average uh, you know, double-digit spreads. And then in the last year and a half, uh, you know, they've kind of come back to the league or the league has uh, caught up with them a bit. And uh, so I'm not surprised, uh, you know, by where the Chiefs are right now uh, in their in their good run here with Mahomes. Uh, and you can see it coming. Uh, their spreads and the, uh, the games they were blowing out teams are now really giving them trouble. So, uh, no, I, I tell you, the Bills are uh, loaded with potential. I know that gets a lot of guys fired, but it can also – uh, win you a chip. So, uh, no, not surprised at all that the Bills uh, came out and, and showed so well. So, uh, the Bills win 38-20. Josh Allen goes 15-26, 315, uh, 315 yards in the air and three touchdowns. He is obviously uh, playing terrific right now. And I think the Bills are uh, are a contender, and I think the Chiefs will get better. But certainly, uh, certainly they've been – uh, been on the wrong side of some things here lately. Another game that was really exciting to watch happened over there on the West Coast, and that was the now four and one Chargers uh, beating the Browns forty-seven to forty-two, and uh, that contest saw forty-one points scored um, in the final quarter, and uh, just was a just was an offensive onslaught as uh, Herbert uh, has led the Chargers out to a four and one start, and they they look to be. Uh, to look to be the real deal. You know, uh, they got the new coach going, and they haven't missed a beat this year. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they are, uh, you know, they're the junior team there in L.A. right now. But I, I think they uh, they could be the dark horse uh, coming out of that uh, AFC West. And, and Herbert, I mean, here's a guy that got passed over uh, you know, his uh, senior year wasn't as stellar as his junior at Oregon. But, uh, yeah, I think they found the diamond in the rough there and uh, that they're going to be uh, up there contending from now on for the next few years. You mentioned the Rams. The Rams beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks, who are, are, are really, really struggling without Russell Wilson as he had surgery on his hand. Uh, that defense is not near what it used to be, neither is the run game. So the Rams dispatch of the Seahawks, 26-17. to 17. It's amazing what happened. Stafford was with the lowly Lions for all those years. Couldn't win games. Great individual stats. Uh, he's off to a great start. He threw for 365 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and he's off to a 4-1 start there with the Rams in what is a great story. Uh, you also have the Cowboys going over to Dallas. Uh, Dak Prescott, a Mississippi State boy, uh, he gets a lot of love here in this state for uh, for for the right reasons. Uh, they dismantled the Giants, but the story of this game was was that injury bug, and there was an appearance of the hamstring virus. 
Judge, the hamstring virus is back. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the it was originated uh, somewhere in uh, Brooklyn, I do believe. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the hardened hamstring virus strikes again. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the Giants, I guess they're now uh, on the injury bus as well. Not surprising to see Saquon out again. Unfortunate, but it seems to be the case. And uh, Daniel Jones is going to have to learn how to slide. Uh, it takes some Kyler Murray lessons. And uh, get down, he went ahead first last night, and uh, he got stopped about like Trey Lance at the goal line. Yeah, he, he came up after that shot and was woozy. Uh, he he looked like one of those those funny commercials where where they show uh, you know show the V eight juice or something and and uh, he couldn't walk he could not walk straight and we don't want to make light of it concussions are are very serious but but he came uh, he came out of there uh, struggling uh, on the other side of the football Dak Prescott goes twenty two for thirty two three hundred and two yards three touchdowns coming off the injury there were a lot of folks that weren't weren't sure how he was going to respond it was a devastating lower extremity injury and uh, and he has just picked up where he left off at the beginning of last year uh prior to his injury and has just been uh phenomenal through five games for the cowboys uh one of the things that's happened over the last couple games though for the cowboys is they've gotten the running game going ezekiel elliott uh, has 21 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown uh and the cowboys are now four and one uh three and oh uh at home and uh, they dismount of another uh, of another in uh, conference foe of the Giants, who right now look like they are uh, headed the wrong direction. Let's go down to New Orleans, Bill, and I want to get your take uh, on the Saints, uh, who came out victorious. You mentioned they tried to uh, they tried, tried to, to lose, lose that one, yeah. but they they came won thirty three twenty two, and and Bill Jameis Winston goes fifteen of thirty two hundred seventy nine yards and four touchdowns. Is this the same Jameis Winston that was around uh, Tampa Bay two years ago and led the league in interceptions? Well, he was kind of looking like it there in the first quarter when he threw that interception, then he fumbled the ball. and uh, he was. I was thinking, oh gosh, the old Jameis is coming back. But then things picked back up. We look good. Well, it is Halloween, and sometimes yeah. the, the ghost of the Make past does come back to uh, uh, to get us. But uh, but Jameis Winston, and, and, and I, I think this, he's been around a great culture. He's been around a great uh, quarterback in in Breeze for a year. Uh, he learned how to to do certain things, uh, and he has he has done an exceptional yeah. job. Sean Payton's helping him a lot. There's no question about that, and and that goes back to a hey, coaching does matter. It does not matter what level you are playing. Coaching matters, and it matters in the NFL. It matters in college football. It matters in high school football. It matters any place that you're playing this game especially at the quarterback position where there's so much cerebral activity that has to go on for you to read through progressions and to do certain things. And so the Saints do defeat Washington 33-22. to All right, so I got I got to ask this, Judge. What do you think right now uh, they think in New England, specifically Belichick, as the Buccaneers win 41, excuse me, 45-17, Move to forward and one, and while they have a quarterback, uh, you know, and Mac Jones, it's going to be the future. They win twenty five twenty two over the lowly Texans. Uh, you got to believe that that whole situation uh, is uh, is 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 just something that that Belichick probably uh, wishes they had a, they had a redo on. We're going to talk about that and more. The NFL in a uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, as well as as, is the judge going to throw the flag and give us his good call, bad call of the week. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review coming up right after this. 
Here's his directive. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. And we welcome you back in as uh, things are moving quickly through the show, and we've covered a lot of ground. College football, we've covered high school sports, we've talked about the NFL, and uh, now we're going to get into, uh, I do want to ask the judge about the Belichick uh, and Tom Brady dynamic. Brady's having a significant amount of success over there in Tampa Bay. Belichick struggling a little bit as he's introducing a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. The talent level is certainly not where it was, but it also begs the question, who is the most important cog in that situation? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, you know, I know you ended last segment by saying, you know, uh, you know, coaching counts at every level. Uh, but, but, you know, also, uh, coaches, I don't think they've, uh, scored a touchdown or made a tackle yet this season. And, uh, so, you know, I, I have to go with the, uh, the talent level that, uh, New England, uh, is playing with right now. And, and, uh, are they, you know, up at the top of where they've been, uh, in their cycle of success over these many years. And, and I say absolutely not. I, I think, uh, uh, the last few years of Brady, you know, there was some question and debate, you know, in-house as to how they were using uh, their their assets, their draft assets, et cetera. And, uh, you know, you, you don't always uh, hit, hit straight gold when you go out there prospecting. So, you know, I, I think they've come up empty on a few of their first-round choices. Look at Nikhil Airy out of ASU. I don't even – I look for him on the field, but I – I don't find him. I don't even know if he's still on the roster. But uh, you know, they there. I, I believe it's uh, talent level more than the coaching. So uh, I, I believe that uh, you know Brady, uh, he's the guy that's taking every snap for Tampa Bay and making the decisions on the field split second. So uh, you know, I, I got to go with uh, you know Belichick is 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 somewhat at the mercy of his. Uh, talent level in his front office right now yeah that's that's a great point um we you know one of the things that that i think probably did play into brady's uh departure was he recognized that uh you know he went from having a a mediocre receiving core his last year to in new england to where now he's throwing to mike evans antonio brown he's got gronkowski back over there they've got um oh shoot what's the uh, godwin uh, you know, so so he's got a loaded. Plus, he's got Fournette in the backfield as well as Jones the second. Uh, he's got a loaded pool of skill talent that that he's able to work with. And I think for him, that became part of the frustration. If uh, if I could read between the lines and and um, uh, you know understand what what may or may not have led to that demise. So um, you know, always fascinating to uh, to to understand you know, what could be going on and certainly something to, to look, you know, look at as the future continues to go. Cause there's always going to be comparisons about who was, who was the reason that they were winning Brady or Belichick. I think, like you said, it was both of them, but the talent level had, had started to decrease pretty significantly uh, there over the, the, the last, his last two years there. And certainly is the case now. All right. So uh, let's talk real quick, uh, some major league baseball and um, you know, we don't deal a lot with baseball on this show, uh, but, you know, we do have you – know, there's a lot of folks in this area 
that are rooting for uh, the Atlanta Braves. Their their series is tied. They play tonight against Milwaukee uh, in the uh, National League Division Series uh, Game 3, and that series is tied one-to-one. Uh, but what about over there in your world? you got San Francisco and Los Angeles going at it, a couple Bay Area teams. Uh, the National League Division Series there is also tied one-to-one. How much, uh, how much interest is there in Major League Baseball over there on the West Coast? Well, on the West Coast, it's a little bit more uh, engaged than we are here in Arizona. Of course, the Diamondbacks were out of it in May uh, before <laughs> Memorial Day, so Goodness. they give us a chance to plan our summer vacation <laughs> elsewhere. But let me tell you, the, uh, the West Coast, San Francisco, San Diego came in. You know, uh, they thought they were ready to make a run this year. But they have stoked the interest down there. I, I think Bill could attest to that. They love the Padres oh, yeah. uh, down in San Diego area. But, uh, you know, you got San Diego, you got L.A., and you've got the Bay Area. So uh, they definitely are fired up on the West Coast. And the Giants, who could have predicted the Giants were going to win 107 games? Just um, I'm kind of happy for the Dodgers that's the case. But uh, – Anyway, yeah, they are fired up here. Uh, even up in Seattle, you know, they had a, a playoff run right to the last week of the season. So, yeah, they, they're into their baseball right now up there on the West Coast. Well, that is uh, that is a, uh, a big-time series over there. Not a lot of travel for those folks. The different, you know, Tampa and Boston. Uh, you got Houston and Chicago and Milwaukee, Atlanta that are also uh, taking place. Uh, two of those games, two of those matchups had games last night. Tampa Bay uh, lost to Boston. We talked about that. Uh, there was a walk-off there. Boston won 6-4. to four, And the Houston-Chicago series, Chicago uh, won last night 12-6, to six, but Houston currently leads that series 2-1. to one. Boston leads their series 2-1. to one, uh, And the other two series are tied uh, with all four series having games uh, today. Uh, and, and we'll keep you posted on how all of that ends up. Um, when you think about throwing the flag this week, Judge, um, there's there's a lot that you could potentially throw the flag on, but who are you throwing the flag on and why? Well, you know, when you when you have it when you're getting a team ready to play a ball game and you've coached and I've coached and we've seen it for years, uh, you go in uh, speaking about belief, you know what I'm saying about uh the fact that, that, you know, you and your group that you're coming with can't compete. So when, when these coaches, and, and I'm sure, you know, every locker room has some of that in their pregames, uh, and then you play uh, 60 minutes, and you're right in a ball game. you play with the team the whole way, you get down to the last seconds of the game, and you decide to, to put all your money on red or black. So what I mean by that is you decide that you're going to go for two, Instead of taking the, uh, you know, the 80 or 90 percent play, you're going to take the under 50 percent play and uh, tell your guys that you don't believe you can win in overtime by going for, you know, going for two on a point after. So, you know, I got to throw my flag on all those coaches that preach that we can play with them, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the game, uh, this is our only shot. We got to gamble it on on red or black. Yeah, so so uh, is that in reference to the um, to the Sam Pittman decision there with Arkansas? I mean, excuse me, um, yeah, Arkansas and Ole Miss. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's you that's, know they they played neck and neck the whole game, and then suddenly you know you got to gamble because you don't believe your guys can hang in OT. Yeah, that's always an interesting um, uh, an interesting dynamic because you know it, it's on the road. Um, you know you're 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 trying to gauge the uh, the current um, uh, uh, feel within your team and. And uh, certainly, you know, with the running attack that they have, they felt like they could they could blow blow you know Ole Miss off the ball and, and, and get that two point conversion. But you know, uh, you got to give Ole Miss a lot of credit too. They stuck them and and uh, and bowed up at a time when they needed to. And uh, that's a defense that has been maligned over the last couple of years and uh, has played better this year. But certainly, you know, in that scenario, gave up fifty one points uh, to that Arkansas team. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's always a unique decision as coaches, isn't it? Do you go for the tie, go for the win? Do you go for the three at the end? Uh, do you go for the two? Do you go to the foul line? Do you foul late, put them on the line one and one? All those fun decisions come into coaching, and uh, sometimes everybody gets the flag thrown on them. And uh, today we the, the, the judge throws the flag on, look, don't just go red or black. Hey, dance with the partner that got you there. We're going to come back with more and dance some more on this show. Upon further review, we've got our final segment coming up where the judge is going to give us his good call and bad call of the week. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. And we do welcome you back in to Upon Further Review, final segment of what's been a great show. We appreciate you joining us wherever you're joining us from and hope that your week is off to a great start and that you have a great rest of the week as well. Uh, and once again, want to thank the judge for joining us all show uh, this evening as uh, we've talked uh, a, a lot of sports, college football, high school sports. Uh, we've given you our Dirty Dozen picks uh, as well as some MLB playoffs. Uh, and now we are going to, in our final segment, as we always do, uh, get the judges' good call and bad call of the week. So, Judge, what do you have for us tonight? Well, uh, let's go with the bad call. We'll get the we'll get the questionable stuff out of the way here first. And uh, you know, as uh, we've been talking about the uh, importance of coaching and versus the you know what the players bring, but uh, I think what it you know what it comes down to is uh, consistency and uh, you know showing that that you're really uh, practicing what you preach there. So I gotta. You know, he almost got the flag, but I got to give my bad call of the week to Urban Meyer, uh, the the young rookie coach, not so young, uh, for the uh, the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And uh, you know, Urban kind of got off the rails a little bit last week when he uh, w- was uh, seen uh, enjoying a couple of lap dances, uh, and unfortunately, uh, you know, he's a family guy, so that didn't play so well. Uh, with the media and also with what he's telling his team, you know, about, hey, let's focus on football. 
let's you know let's take care of our personal business and you know keep things uh copacetic and then the, you know he gets caught on video uh enjoying some uh adult entertainment shall we say yeah, uh, certainly uh, was disappointing. Um, you know, number one, Urban Meyer has been married for 37 years. Uh, we don't know the the details of, of uh, his personal life, nor do I personally, uh, you know, want to. With But when you, it goes back to, I think what you're saying is very important. When you present yourself in a certain manner, you are going to be watched at a higher level. Uh, when you present yourself as a man of faith, a man of family, uh, then, then everybody is waiting for you to fall, uh, and 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 it was very disappointing from that sense. Uh, you know, when you remove the personal side of it, it's also very disappointing because everybody uh, has kind of uh, concurred that from a team perspective, this is a, a head football coach whose team is zero and four, coming off a loss on a Thursday night. It doesn't fly back with his team, um, and and that was disappointing from the team perspective, and it seems to be. Uh, some things within the locker room that have given him him some problems, and now they lose again this weekend, uh, and and it does not appear that that first win is anywhere in sight, uh, and so that will be very unique to see how long uh, Mr. Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, uh, goes through it. But certainly disappointing uh, from that perspective. Now his daughter and wife have both come out with statements, uh, and so they let it. Um, you know, it, it, it will see what he can do from the standpoint of leading uh, the Jaguars. Now let's get to the good call of the week, Judge. What you got? Well, you know, I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to stay with the uh, the coaching uh, circle this week, and you know, you have to have some job stability, I believe. And uh, Lincoln Riley, I believe, has earned that the last few years. Uh, but but for him to make the gutsy call on a big, uh, huge rivalry game, the Red River Showdown, to go and and pull his Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, and to put in a guy who, you know, never had a start uh, in major college football for that rivalry game and then to perform the way the kid did, uh, that's a good call by Lincoln Riley, I think. And then nobody uh, can rest on their laurels or on the hype that they're getting, but that you do have to perform on the field. Same thing with Urban Meyer, you know. Uh, the game is not over for coaches when the last whistle blows. A lot of times that's when the game begins, and uh, and Urban missed his flight, but you know, good call goes to Lincoln <laughs> Riley. Uh, what what a performance the kid had, and uh, that's a gutsy call by the head coach. Yeah, there's no doubt that is absolutely uh, a a great call by Lincoln Riley, and uh, and and one that you know it's as a coach, uh, it, it's always it's always um, interesting to to say. Um, if you make the right call in that situation, everybody's, hey, that's a great call. But if the guy comes in and doesn't perform well and you've got a guy like Radler on the bench, then everybody's going, wait a second, what are you doing? Uh, and so it's it really is, you know, it really is a gamble. Uh, but he went with his instinct. He knows his team. And uh, certainly a great call uh, by Lincoln Riley on that one. Uh, and uh, just a, a great call by the judge, as he always gives us uh, every Monday night here on Upon Further Review with his good call and bad call, as well as throwing the flag. Judge, we appreciate you joining us for the entirety of the show uh, this evening and uh, look forward to having you back next week. Thanks a lot, and uh, tell Bill we're coming for him. 
Yes, indeed. Yeah, I see. Bring it, bring it on. Game lead. So, uh, me, me and Joey, I think me and Joey are out in front, I do believe, here at the moment. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Joey is, is, is unofficial. Uh, he didn't start at the same time. He does it, uh, you know, for instance, yesterday when, I was, when, when we were working on all these uh, he was at a friend's house at a birthday party or something. So, uh, so he he has not actually picked this week yet. Um, but uh, uh, he he had a great week last week, and and uh, it's a lot of fun to have him involved in it. So, uh, continued. Uh, hope the week grows well, and uh, we'll look forward to talking next week. That's the judge here on upon further review. Joins us every Monday night here for the uh, good call, bad call, and he throws the flag. Uh, he threw the flag on tonight. On, uh, on, 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 hey, look, you can't go just red or black. And then his bad call was Urban Meyer, which, you know, if you've paid attention to the news, obviously you know what happened there. And, uh, and, uh, so it's, it's always fun to have the the judge join us. I do want to remind you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Uh, they are very important to the show. Uh, www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy live blue also want to remind you about randy watkins randy watkins golf.com you've got patrick farms you've got um lake caroline whisper lake you've got uh the, the randy watkins cup uh the watkins cup coming up um here uh later this month uh, i believe and uh just a fun fun conclusion to all the events that go on uh over there also want to remind you look don't forget about what goes on uh here on 106.3 fm on a daily basis uh, obviously we have our show every monday night from 6 to 8 p.m and we appreciate you joining us uh, each monday night for our show but you also have 6 to 8 a.m daily you have mississippi sports this morning with doug colson and mark alexander uh, you also have brandon high school football on friday nights alabama football on saturdays you've got the jb and como show tuesdays from 5 to 6 p.m and also on Sunday, starting at 11.30, there's a doubleheader of NFL games right here on this network, 106.3 FM, 1400 AM. And we encourage you to stay connected with us uh, throughout the day here on 106.3 FM. Uh, reminder, MAIS, uh, Girls Soccer Championships, we'll release that on upon underscore sports. Uh, congratulations to Hartfield Academy, a local school here in the area who won the 6A uh, state championship in fast pitch softball in the MAIS. Uh, also, a congratulations to Tri County out of Flora, Mississippi. Uh, they are uh, just that's just northeast of us here. Uh, excuse me, northwest of us here, and uh, they won the 4A state championship in girls fast pitch softball, which remember uh, finalized this past weekend for the MAIS. So that's going to do it here for us on Upon Further Review. As always, we want to leave you with this. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again next Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m., may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Upon Further Review, we'll be back next Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Good night. 